Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about medieval, clouds, and part one of Chris being interviewed on Phoenix FM. Welcome to this. <laughs> Welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a man, me. Way too pleased with himself at the minute. A girl who thinks, <laughs> carry on, please, somebody take over. Uh, somebody we're, take over. We're, we're joined by a man who has less than one unit a year uh, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> one unit, Russ. We're going to be here. a semi serious podcast, you know. And did when, it? When, when was that? When, when, when were we ever a semi-serious podcast? Semi-serious. We'll get to the serious <laughs> bits in a minute, Russ. This is well. I mean, we. I mean, just just full disclosure on everybody who's who's listening to the podcast. We have started this episode how many times? Four. And apparently, uh, if you get a bit um, Anglo-Saxon with your language. No. No. It was your potty mouth that made us start again. No, no, hold on, hold on. If apparently you get Anglo-Saxon with a language, you've got to put a warning sign. Now, Rush, you're our producer. Have you got a beat? Have you got a beat machine? Well, we we had that interview that time, didn't we? And I had to put beeps in every quick Hutton, I think it was, or uh, Gary Hutton. Gary Hart and products of a boat's code. I mean, the, the he was a he was probably the most Cockney guest yeah. uh, we've ever had, and he was very um, Anglo-Saxon Graphical. in his language, graphic Tr- language. Trigger happy with his swear words. Exactly. Now I did it. I did it for effect, and then on the next take, I I, I, I did it again for effect. But it wasn't me with a. Potty mouth, was it? Fourteen takes later, we we're actually getting a podcast out. But it wasn't I me. I said a... it once in casual conversation, knowing no, we were. Oh, casually, were... casually, we were in Anglo-Saxon language, are we now? It now we're at Charlotte. university. It was Charlotte that started it. I agree. But at least I didn't do it when we'd already started. No, I I agree with that also. Oh gosh, you two. Oh, it's all right just swearing it up when we're not recording the podcast, but yeah. apparently as soon as we do, you can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, can I just say, um, I, I, I should have been writing today, and I will be doing some writing um, uh, a little bit later on. Uh, I've been to the gym. I've recorded a podcast interview with Russ. Um, not with Russ, although, although. Oh, we did make a decision today, though, didn't we? Did we? Oh. At the end of the podcast recording, uh, at the end of the interview recording. We made an executive decision. We should have included you, Charlotte. We should let's have. talk about on the podcast. You know we're going to end on 300? 300, yeah. The 300 episodes is going to be the end of the Kindness Project. Yeah, we've decided that, and we're going to start planning it very soon. Yeah, the last one is going to be our live show. When is that date? Don't worry about that. We'll get it all organised in time. But we, what if I can't be there, you will be there. You will be there. We we'll have, make it. 
We'll make it happen. We'll make yeah, it happen. Weeks. Okay. Whatever we need to do to make that our last live show, we're going to do it. All right. The last one is going to be a live recording. <laughs> Charlotte. Now, Charlotte, previously, when we talked about this, Raz was up yeah. for this. I'm down now for we're this. Actually... If, I'm, if I'm in Glasgow. Yeah. Well, we'll come up to you. Exactly. We're doing it in Glasgow. Um, we we will we, we will make it happen regardless. But we've got plenty of time to plan because we've still got about thirty weeks. Um, but I think on the run up to episode number three hundred, you know what we need to do, Charlotte? What we need to interview Russ. Oh no, we never agreed to that. <laughs> we just did, didn't we, Charlotte? No. What? Um, well, if Russ doesn't want to do it, then. I'm not dynamic enough to be interviewed, to be honest. Yes, you are. Your, dyna- your dynamism grows by the day, Russ. And that's why you should be interviewed. I, I like to the point, though, that I don't like all that pussy putting around. What, what did this make you feel? And what did that make you feel? I like to the point. You're one unit, Russ. Just give me yeah. one unit and job done. That's it. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll ask you a lot of questions. And it was one Russ, not one unit. Well, it's, now, it's now unit one Russ. I mean, it's unit one Russ. It's root one Russ. It's, there's only one Russ all day. I don't have an update for you, though, on uh, the new business venture. Oh, oh. I decided to go with Charlotte's suggestion, copy and code. I thought Did that you? Place, I thought that a place where I brought me domains and I've ordered me... Logo. Brilliant. Coffeeandco.com. Uh, coffee and A-N, because there was already a coffee and code. Coffeeandco.com and .co.uk. So, um, what is Charlotte? Is that happening? Nah, you can have it, Russ. <laughs> There's no royalties. I'll, I'll have the royalties, Russ. I'll have the royalties. Because I was involved in the brainstorming session, wasn't I? Well, from what I remember when we first started this podcast, you said we was in eventually going to get a profit from it. But No, we gave all the money to charity, right? I haven't, so that's what I haven't seen doing. any of that. No, I will never... Hold on, hold on. Have I? Never have I. And actually, even though we do make money through book sales... Um, we are giving that money away. We are. As is the kind of thing to do to good causes. How about that? I need to get a copy of the book at some point. <laughs> I am. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, she wrote in it as well, Russ. Um, I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. I need to get I, um, a copy because I designed the cover. But when. Have when, you read when, it? I've read it, yeah. Have you read it, oh, Charlotte? No, when was I supposed to read it? I haven't got a copy. Oh, oh well, I'll send you a... I'll send no, you the draft. buy a copy like everybody else. <laughs> no, I'll send you the draft copy that we've got, Charlotte. Oh, cute. Thanks. No, 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 no. I'll, okay. get, I'll, get, I'll get a physical one so I can highlight it. Yeah, well, look, you need to get a physical one because that is the first in your journalistic career, the first forward you've ever written. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
And uh, so, I'm, I'm going to buy a physical copy because I designed the cover, handled most of the publishing. Yeah. You did, Russ. So I'm, I'm going to display that on my sideboard. When people come in and say, what's that book? I'm going to say, well, I didn't write it, but I've practically done everything else for it. Well, we did have a publisher as well, Russ. Yeah. Didn't we? And an editor. Um, uh, but here's, here's, talking of Anglo-Saxon language, I was, a, uh, I, was, I, I was speaking at a book club this week about book. We've got a big book, book launch event, only a handful of tickets left, Russ, right? So if you yeah. would like to come, we'll put that on the show notes, although we might have had the book launch event by the time this episode goes out. It but will, Yeah, it, we this will, will go not. out the day of the book launch. All right, okay, so there might not be tickets no, paid. Is, they are. I've got one in the bag. So this oh, is damn, you've got one, one in the back one? Okay. All right, okay, so the book launch will be done, and we'll be talking about yeah. how the book launch went on the book, uh, on the on the podcast, on a future podcast. However, um, I did... Um, uh, get to speak at a book club this week where uh, the attendees had read the book. And um, I, a couple of them hadn't because uh, uh, they were first time attendees of book club and they got a copy and I spoke about the book. Um, but a lot of them had. And there was a guy there who was, who was in his, I'd say probably in his early 30s, who said to me, um, uh, I've not read a book since I was for about 12 to 13 years since I was at school. Um, and I can't put you, and has this for an Anglo Saxon testimonial. He said to me, that was, insert Anglo Saxon words here, brilliant. Now, Russ, we should have got the testimonial. Like that. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't ask him for an Amazon review. I'm a bit scared to be honest about what he might put, but um, yeah, that 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 was amazing, and I was really proud. So he, he, the, what he said to me is, every time I read it, I beam from ear to ear because it makes me feel better. And the reason he read it is he, he said he wanted to be a bit kinder. So I'm really, yeah. If he's the only one that ever reads the book, and we've had a positive impact, we've done the right thing. Well, yeah, it is good news. It is good news. So that 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 was very good, um, and we'll we'll see how the uh, see how the the optimism and kindness within the book uh, continues to grow over the remainder of twenty twenty three. I don't know what it is about this podcast, but you always seem really upbeat. My energy level goes down every time I think about what I got to do. <laughs> that's Russ. That's because you do the actual work, and we we do what we're good at, which is what Charlotte presenting. We wouldn't have this podcast without you, too. Oh, I don't know if I'm any good at presenting, Russ. That's not. I'm just good at having oh, a waffle. Sorry, hosting. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that note, let's talk about um, clouds. Um, I, I have been avidly reading charlottedames.com, your blog. Tell us a little bit about clouds. I love them. They're so fluffy in the sky. <laughs> I took a picture right. of them at sunset the other day. And just oh, made... that photo you put on the family group was amazing. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put it on my Twitter. Um, what just... is it about clouds? They're just cool. I just like them. 
Don't What's your favourite cloud facts? Uh, you can predict the weather using clouds, but also um, that one about the fact that the wind that is moved by mountains can also move clouds. Because, you know, the, the shape of the mountains makes the wind shift because it can't go through the mountain. It has to go. That's quite that interesting. Clouds move. Which is... Right, say that again. The wind that's moved by mountains. So, you know, when wind is blowing, it can't go through the mountain. Can it be displaced by mountains? So it gets displaced by the mountains. So it sort of has to shift. And then it moves clouds. Yeah, it comes over the top. And so the mountains sort of shape the clouds. Yeah. Oh. So cool. That is co- that's very cool. And sometimes, uh, have you ever seen it where the ocean uh, and the mountains meet and the clouds sort of cut off at the ocean because the sea breezes move with the cl- uh, move with the mountains and the clouds move along with it. Yeah. So they're blown towards flatter land and then it stops because I don't think I've ever thought that much about a cloud in my life. Oh, no, I mean, I, I, I always remember playing that game though, where uh, you look up and basically go, Look, there's a well, car yeah. in the clouds. And People say a... that looks like this. I look up, I think it's a cloud. I saw, you, nice place to I saw you in the clouds. I saw you in the clouds, Russ, once. Yep. Strangest looking cloud I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also the most. Beautiful, because it can be strange and beautiful. You know, we said three hundred. <laughs> looking closer to two seventy-five. Yeah, exactly. We're looking, well, we're looking closer to these being our last one. And on that note, Charlotte's going to give us a little bit of oh kindness news. Now, this episode contains an interview with me talking about the book so i'd suggest that the best thing we can do is um you do all the kindness news oh because you're going to be doing a lot of talking exactly i've hand selected these specifically for you have you i know how much you love uh (laughs) wife uk or whatever it is Oh, you know, married at first sight. Oh, I'll do the married at first sight one. Oh, go on. Hold on. I can't even open them. I'll do the first it. one, and then you can do the married at first sight one afterwards. So we all know how much you love married at first sight. No, hold on. Australia. Is it from Australia? I don't know where it's from. All I know is, as you keep pointing out, I Australia. keep using historical news. These are the most up-to-date on Google. This is Kindness News, up-to-date on Google edition. Go, Charlotte. Okay, this one's from two days ago. Um, Five-year-old who emptied piggy bank for earthquake relief now wins 48 million lottery jackpot part at 18. Oh, amazing. A delightful story from... Northern Ontario saw a five-year-old girl's good karma wait 13 years to reward her. Juliette Lamour won the state's second largest lottery jackpot in history, 48 million Canadian dollars, on her first ever try. 
Local news from her home city re- revealed a touching side of the story that a five-year-old, uh, at five years old, Lamore made a very big act of charity, and the suggestion that her generosity has been rewarded is impossible to resist making. It was 2010, and the island nation of Haiti had just been ravaged by an earthquake. Aid organizations from across the world rushed to help the people of the obliterated country stabilize and recover. At the Salt Marie greyhound hockey team ice rink a branch of the canadian red cross had set up a table to help raise money for haiti and julia and her sister sophie were determined to help they upturned their piggy a big pink sharing piggy bank that day out of which came 61.38 dollars then last week juliet stepped forward as a young woman to claim the 48 million prize at the ontario lottery offices she told Sue today that she was on her way to bring her grandfather some ice cream. I called him on the phone asking what kind of ice cream he wanted. And he said to me, you just turned 18. Go buy a lot of ticket. Test your luck. So I did. I got to the corner store and I'm in my car and I didn't know how to buy it. I said I had to call my dad. I said, dad, grandpa wants me to buy a ticket. How do I do it? He's like, oh, just go inside and get a quick pick. Fortunately for the more, her father is a financial advisor. So it's unlikely to burn a hole in her bucket. Yes, the the dad is clearly the hero of that story. Financial planners are good people, aren't they? Eh? <laughs> what, what do we reckon? I I, I get I I get um I I don't know about you, but I'm getting financial advisor dads from that. He's like pretty decent. Not kind. Five year old repays on her eighteenth birthday. But, but she got her values, potentially, from what her dad told her. Well, it's disappointing, mate, because I bought a man a coffee when I was here, and I've been playing the lottery ever since and never won a dime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know what? When I was a kid, my scratch card that Nan bought me. It, it, um, it, I mean, I'll never win the lottery because I don't play the lottery, but it couldn't have gone to somebody who clearly has got the right morals and values at heart. I absolutely love that story. That's brilliant. Um, of all time, married at first Australia. Now, these two people are from the news series that I haven't seen yet, but let me share it anyway. Married at first bride, Melinda Willis, has ruffled some feathers. Oh, God. I, you know what? what? You've picked this from the Daily Mail and it's annoying me already, Russ. <laughs> has ruffled some feathers um, of some of her classmates with her brash and outspoken nature. But she recently showed her softer side to a co-star. The 32-year-old fashion and beauty CEO stunned fellow bride Caitlin McConville by offering her a job at the beauty parlour. The blonde beauty learned Caitlin resigned from her makeup exposition to film maths and offered her a role working for her once filming ended. Melinda offered to help her out as they've become very close. She's got a huge soft side for you who haven't seen in the show yet. Caitlin quickly posted on the business's Instagram page to share her excitement about working at Melinda's Beauty Parlour. She wrote, I can't wait to meet you all soon. I'm super passionate about beauty and creating amazing results. The Queensland native also shared a photo of her doing some in-office training by performing her facial 
on a mannequin. Earlier this week, Melinda, a confident and sassy businesswoman, was immediately disappointed by her maths groom, despite his affable demeanour. She was instantly put off by Leighton Mill's physical appearance. Oh, God, here we go. Physical appearance, despite his smooth talk and impeccable, uh, impeccable presentation. Um, uh, but, regardless of all the maths drama, she mm-hmm. has done quite a kind thing uh, for her uh, friend and fellow married at first uh, Australia Bride. So well done on on doing that. Um, and on that note, let's move on to the interview. Um, uh, you've heard more than enough from me today, but the interview is with me. Uh, and it was on when I was on uh, the radio uh, on a radio station called Phoenix FM, talking about the Kindness Project book. Enjoy the interview. It's Phoenix FM Drive in association with St Francis Hospice doing more than you think. With me, Stuart Pink, and joining me in the studio is Chris Derns from the Kindness Project. Hello. Hi, Stuart. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good. Very well, actually. I'm looking forward to Christmas. I'm flying up to Scotland um, on Friday to oh. be with the in-laws. So. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. Diplomatically put. Um, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Flying up to Scotland. I imagine, I feel like Scotland is very Christmassy. I'd imagine it is. Apparently it was five degrees cooler up there than it was down there when we had the snow. So I'm hoping it warms up by the time we get up. <laughs> yeah, hope so. Hope so. Put the heating on early. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> do they have rain? I feel like they have reindeer in Scotland. I and think everything. they do. Somewhere they do. Yeah. I think there's reindeer everywhere, really. Not there, that so. far away from Lapland. Yeah. <laughs> the grand scheme of it. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, you are from The Kindness Project. Yeah. Uh, which is, as projects go, sounds like the best one. Oh, you know what? I've I've absolutely loved doing it. It started for me five years ago. I was looking at the world and um, sort of sort of realised that we don't get that much positive news out there. So decided that I wanted to, um, with my daughter, who was 13 at the time, and it was a bit of a... There was a bit of a selfish reason for starting the Kindness Project because I had a teenage daughter who I had a feeling to it never wanted to talk to me ever again. So I thought, <laughs> if we've got this project that we can do together, yeah. um, it gives us an opportunity to sort of share ideas and carry on chatting, and, and we've done that. But the idea of it was... Um, effectively to give me the chance to speak to people doing good stuff in the world um so effectively the idea of the podcast which is which is what the kindness project is is we interview people doing amazing stuff Um, and we've done that now pretty consistently for for over five years so much so that i had enough stories to turn it into a book that's recently been published um wow and um we're now in a position where we're raising loads of money for St Francis Hospice by um, promoting the book. So that that's the reason I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's such a lovely idea. Yeah. So it comes from, from wanting to sort of have uh, projects you're working on with your, your daughter. Yeah, so, it, it, I mean, effectively, it came from me sitting there five years ago, turning on the news, only seeing the bad stuff that was going on in the world, yeah. and thinking, actually, my lived experience is most people are generally good, and most people do some decent stuff. So who showcases the stories of people doing really good stuff? Yeah. Um, and we've had a 
huge variety of people all the way from uh, people who you know run charities and work for charities uh, through to a, a lady who I wrote about in the book who dressed up as an elf it's particularly pertinent to this story <laughs> this time of year dressed up as an elf and delivered presents to every single children's hospice in the UK oh, so wow. I thought I read that in the paper got in touch with her and, and literally I mean I was a bit gutted because she didn't turn up for her interview as an elf oh <laughs> didn't get the memo on that one yeah. but <laughs> like just sharing the stories of people doing amazing stuff is, is has been a pleasure over the past five years yeah so how, how, can you remember how many roughly how many people you've spoken to have you lost so count at this point we're on we're on episode 268 um, oh wow because uh, we've Sort of posted weekly for um, for a number of years now. Typically, when we do an interview, um, we spread it over a couple of weeks. So I'd, I'd say about 130 interviews we've done over that period of time. And yeah, just a massively wide range of, of people. If if I think that you're doing good stuff in the world, I want to speak to you. We'll get them on. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a lovely thing. So what? All the people you've spoken to, uh, they're obviously doing things that are kind and nice and, yeah. and wonderful. Um, what do you think? Uh, is there anything that's kind of like a through line between these people that you could say? Um, oh, that's a really kind good people are like this. Um, <laughs> the, the answer is there's so many different ways that you can do good in the world, isn't there? Yeah. So, so effectively, it's the um, it, it, it's it, it's difficult to say. And, and define a definitive factor. I, I'd, I'd suggest that um, that out of everybody I've met, there is there is one definitive factor, and it's they've got a belief that the world is a optimistic place generally. You know, we all know yeah. bad stuff happens. We all know that there's tough times and and there's challenges in our life. But I think people who are kind who are kind tend to view the world from a perspective of well look, it might be a bad out there but i can do something to positively change that so i'd, I'd say that the the run through is probably a little bit of optimism and a lot of hope that what they were doing was changing the world for the better lovely i mean yeah that's a nice nice way of view things and i think you i mean speaking to a lot of people on this show as well it's similar that you you can see often people coming in um who have seen the bad yeah. or the things that aren't going to well and thought to themselves I'm going to be the difference here. I'm yeah. going to change that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, I mean, it, I, I suppose it is easy to to not do that, isn't it? You know, the, yeah, I, I think the default, <laughs> as you say, yeah, the default is to actually turn around and say, you know, what can I do? But you know, what I've learned through interviewing all these people is, you know, even if you're doing a little thing, it all adds up. You know, that that um, I, I love that story, and I, it's not in the book, but I love that story of um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of that starfish story so there's a a little girl on a on a beach and there's like hundreds of starfish on this beach and um she's sort of they're all sort of stranded and she's just picking them up individually and throwing them back in the sea (laughs) and this guy walks up to her and says um says look you're never gonna get round to chucking all of these starfish back in the sea what difference are you making 
So she picks up a starfish, chucks it back and says, I made a difference to that one. <laughs> so, so I suppose if nice. we all did that, we'd, yeah. we'd all be in a situation where the world would be a slightly more optimistic place. And maybe she would have inspired the guy who asked the question to also throw in starfish. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that was interesting. So, so what, we, what we also did, and this was... Um, sort of in response and a way for us really to cope um to cope with covid and lockdown when lockdown one happened we started um doing live video um uh, every morning and it was as i say it was a way because charlotte at the time was studying for a gcse's they got cancelled i was trying to sort of run my financial planning business from home um and uh, i needed something positive in my life to get me up in the morning yeah. um, and so we did live interviews and, and the amount of people who said they tuned in and it made their days start with an uh with a bit of a positive bin you know that hopefully that us doing the podcast um uh, as, as, as meant that people have enjoyed it and sort of started their day off in the right way. I've loved it. Yeah. Oh, it's marvellous. So where can people find out? And, and obviously the podcast is available wherever you get your podcast from. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's called... The it's called The Kindness Project. So if you put your, if you put The Kindness Project into Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your um, wherever you get your your, your podcasts, um, certainly you can you can do that. And The Kindness Project book um, is is out now, and you can get it on Amazon. Amazing. I understand. Speaking of very kind people, um, as one of those guests on the podcast and potentially even in the book, is our very own Andy Fennow, um off of uh, Phoenix 7. He is. And, and, and funny enough, when I, it was amazing, because when I, and I write about this in the book, so um, one, of the, one of the amazing things, first time I ever met Andy, and I'm lucky enough now to call Andy a friend, I, I sort of love Andy to bits, um, but one of the, the first time I ever met Andy, he turned up at my office head to toe in orange um, because he was he was there to be an advocate and promote the whole space. Yeah. And I thought... It's very this? orange as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's very orange. That is the most orange jumper I've ever seen. So, so <laughs> this, this, this little orange fella turns up and I'm going, what, who have they sent me to... to? But, interestingly, he was the, probably the best advocate for the whole space um, ever and because he's so passionate about, yeah. about the work they do and that's why when we when we were deciding we decided that you know we didn't want to make money out of the out of the um out of the book we we're lucky in terms of having a pretty sort of well established and sustainable business that, that 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 does okay we wanted all of the proceeds of the book to go to charity and some francis hospice was a sort of natural choice for that yeah Lovely. What does the charity mean to you? Is it a personal connection to you, or just a, they, they do? I mean, they obviously do amazing work because they sponsor the show here on Phoenix, and we know what they do. But. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, effectively, because of the amazing work they do, and, I, and again, I write about it in the book. My granddad um, uh, uh, wasn't in St Francis, but he had end of life hospice care. I've been to visit the hospice many times through the work that we've done to raise money for them. I did the uh, marathon for them last year as well. Um, and I just know the amazing work they do and proud to support them, really. Lovely, lovely stuff. So I'm a bit interested to hear more about what your experience of starting a podcast uh, was like. So we'll chat a bit about that in a minute. 
So that was more of me. How we feeling about that? Far too much at you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've said a bit of myself for us. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Um, uh, really appreciate that. Um, and oh, as we're finishing on a really optimistic note, we need something. As we're a only a semi-serious podcast, right? Did you say? Oh, semi-serious, yeah. I wouldn't call it serious. Semi-serious. When are we serious? No, I wouldn't call it serious. Semi. Okay. Uh, we're doing bad joke of the week. Right, so I've been prepping for this. Oh. Um, I've got like a couple of tabs. I've been scrolling through. Funny. Settled on one. I couldn't believe the highway department called my dad a thief. When I got home, the signs were all there. <laughs> When's the joke start? Unbelievable. <laughs> on, start and then criticize our work at the end. <laughs> right. It weren't bad, but it wasn't um I found that quite good. I like that, but thank you, Russ. Oh go on then. One more. <laughs> Such a grouch today, isn't you? I know. I think that's done hardly anything. Russ, Russ, I think he's just playing into the format that he has to dislike all of my jokes. Yeah. You know? No, no, hold on. I laughed at one of the previous jokes. I didn't laugh at one. Let's try one more time. Make this one better. All right, okay. Did you hear about the painter who was hospitalised? Well, the signs all there. No, there's no... Okay. There was no actual thing on the thing. What? <laughs> there was um, that punchline. Trust no, me, no. no. That was no, no. the punchline, Russ. <laughs> what what happened to the painter? only costs 45 cents. <laughs> I got a punchline for this one, I promise. Did the painter go? Did the painter go? <laughs> What what concert, what concert costs forty five cents? Don't know. Fifty cents fe featuring Nickelback. <laughs> Some of them have got to be bad. I'm sorry. Some of them have got All right. to be bad. All right, we 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 at least we can say uh, we've that one's as good as the first one. Or the uh, painter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the painter. The painter one didn't even have a punchline. That was On the comic that was the comic genius of Charlotte. I'm sure it was. That is, that was. She, she intentionally no. told a joke without sure. a punchline. Sure, I just, I clicked it and there was no punchline. Yeah. Sorry, um, man. Well, I, I don't know what to say. Apart from that is the end of another shambolic episode of the Kindness Project. Have a lovely day, and we'll see you next time for another Action Pet podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.